Broadcasting live and worldwide. Here's Brody Brazil. If you had to describe the 2020 season, everything that you and your teammates went through, does it take one word? Do you need like 20 words to do it? How do you start? <laughs> you might need like an essay or something, man. Like it was <laughs> the ups and downs, getting adjusted from the first week towards the to the end to you know just the whole season. It, it was it was a strange year, but you know we tried to make the most of it, have fun with it, and all while being safe. And and uh, I think we did that. And obviously we came up a little short at the end of what our goals were, but. You know, all in all, you know, I think, you know, it's something we can look back on and say we battled through some stuff together. You know, we did it together as a team. And and ultimately, uh, I think that's something that's pretty important. And on a personal level, it was a crazy season for you. We were just talking about becoming a father uh, midway through a pandemic, midway through a baseball season. Um, I know you you were actually what in, in Dallas on that road trip when, when you got the phone call. Yeah, we were in Dallas. Um, we were on a, like a week week trip to Texas, uh, and then we were going to Seattle like at the end of that trip. So I was like praying, hoping that it happened in Texas. There's an easier flight, right. <laughs> so it did. It happened in Texas, and I ended up obviously you know you know staying a little longer than anticipated just because of mm-hmm. some things that popped up and it didn't go as you know as planned. But ultimately, you know, I I, I missed the the lockdown in Houston which could have, you know, those five days could have put me at jeopardy of missing, you know, his birth had it gone a little later. Um, so, yeah, we were we were in Dallas, got the call and, and ended up being the perfect timing, perfect everything. And it worked out exactly how it, it was supposed to. So can you describe the rush of adrenaline that maybe you had when you were boarding a flight uh, to go back home? Like, you know, the inevitable, you know, it's about to happen. And for the yeah. first time, you kind of can't believe it. I, I know me personally, that's a that's a feeling and a drive that I will never forget. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I remember just, I was got nervous, you know, yeah, getting like driven up to the Uber, getting in the Uber. <laughs> and then all the while I'm thinking about like, I have to be as safe as possible. Right. Like I'm in the Uber. I'm about to go through an airport, about to get in a plane in the middle of a pandemic to go to a hospital to see my child be born. Granted, you know, we've been tested and, uh, you know, every single day, basically. Sure. And, you know, they gave me all the gear I needed as far as the face mask and the hand sanitizer and the Clorox wipes. And so, like, all while I'm, like, focusing on making sure she's good and making sure I have Wi-Fi on the plane just in case <laughs> any more updates. I'm, like, trying to make sure I'm, like, you know, not taking my mask off on the plane at all. And it was just, it was like, it was exhausting. I got home and I was like, so whew, are, are we ready? We're going to the hospital. And she was like, I, I want to try to make it through the night. And we, we made it through the night and ended up being a couple more days, honestly. But anyways, it was, it, it was a, it was definitely a, a different rush. I've never felt something like that. It was just kind of like a numbing, like I didn't, I didn't know how to react type of yeah. situation. It's a good thing you weren't the one giving birth. Sounds like you're a little bit worked up and stressed yeah, out. I was a little flustered. <laughs> I was a little flustered. And, and that's that's honestly that's that's kind of the dynamic of our relationship. Yeah. She's kind of the, the solid the, the rock one that kind of keeps things cool and collected. So it worked out perfect and you know, she she was a trooper the whole time and you know, obviously to go through the last couple of months of pregnancy, you know, alone basically yeah. you know her mom was there for the last couple of weeks and which was 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 a blessing but you know and then having to spend a, a month or so month and a half 
you know, with a newborn with, without me there. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that just speaks to the, the, the strength that a lot of these baseball wives have, you know, and, and you know, women in general. So it's, yeah. it's, it was pretty impressive. Hey, so last, last dad question here for you. You're almost four months in. Um, I'm, I'm wondering what already you've learned about the process and as part of that, what you've learned about yourself. Maybe, maybe you already see changes less than four months in. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel like I've learned to go with the flow a little bit more. Yeah. Everything's not going to be as planned. You know, you can't <laughs> plan everything. Uh, you know, it's not always going to be perfect and to have patience and, um, that I don't need 10 hours of sleep a night to, to function. <laughs> ten, 10 hours. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I'm a sleeper, man. Like during the season, I'm, I'm getting up at 1130 noon. Like, that's that's my normal, not three thirty in the morning and, and staying up through the through the rest of the morning. So that's the adjustment. I'm working on it, um, but it's it's been such a rewarding four months already. So yeah, well you'll you'll get your ten hours back. I want to predict in the year twenty twenty eight. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> um, hey, I also can't help but notice. Did did you get a haircut? Is the flow still going out the back? Because mine is. I know you and I didn't yeah, get haircuts so- in the baseball season. I did. I got like just a little trim. Um, I got it kind of tucked back here. I got a little trim about two weeks ago. Um, it'll be my last one, you know, through the season. That's my goal. I needed to get it. I needed to even it out because, uh, like, obviously prior, I was pretty clean cut. I do the fade and right. a little bit more on the top. So it wasn't even. I didn't grow it out even. Right. The season, so it was kind of, it was kind of brutal. So I got it cut even and now it'll grow out even and hopefully, uh, keep the flow going. Hey, long hair is annoying. Like I, I'm with you. My last haircut was actually right before your guys first spring training. So I'm going on like 10 plus months, I guess, of, of no haircuts. It can yeah, get to, le- it gets in my yeah. eyes when I work out. It's terrible. I don't like yeah, this. That's the hockey look going. It's, it's, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, well, I think I'm going to try and save it for hockey season and, and keep it rolling. Um, just back to your season. Um, and you had the injury late in the year, and you came back from it right in time for the playoffs. I know you were excited about that, um, but it was really a, a segmented season for you, like we talked about also missing a little bit of time to become a dad. How do you how do you look back and evaluate it personally, knowing that there were so many starts and stops for you? Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I, there are there's there's frustration about you know missing time, getting hurt. Um, obviously, no frustration about leaving for the birth of my child. No. Like that that is what it is. And I, I would do it a billion times over, but, you know, obviously getting hurt, missing two, two and a half weeks, um, in, in a condensed season is, is super frustrating, especially, you know, you're making a playoff push and it was an opportunity. Unfortunately we had Chappie go down and it was an opportunity for me to play more and it right. happened right when you got hurt as well. And, um, so that was really tough, you know, for me to swallow and just had to refocus on getting, getting back healthy pushing it to make it to the playoffs because it's something I wanted to be a part of. You know, we have such a good thing going in Oakland and um, with being a part of three playoff teams the past three years. And I just, there was something I just did not want to miss, you know, especially after the ups and downs of the season, the start, the stop, the summer camp, the the 60 game season, all the, all the weird things that we went through, um, you know, getting hurt at the end of the season. Like I just, I didn't, it was extremely frustrating and I was, I did not want that to be how, 2020 season ended for me so I was very grateful that I was able to work back and 
our training staff and our strength coaches really really did an awesome job of getting me back pushing me a little bit and making making sure I was good and and luckily I was able to uh to be able to get part be a part of that postseason um which you know obviously didn't end great but it was we had some great times during that postseason some some great moments which as a team you know getting through the first series and getting to the you know the ALDS you know it was pretty special I think well, you mentioned getting back and just being good. I mean, were you just good enough, or or were you actually feeling good? Because quite honestly, Chad, I mean, in those those two playoff rounds, uh, I, I think you really shined on that on that regular basis. Not only you know playing defense at third, but also with the bat. I mean, it, it looked like um, you were rejuvenated almost. Yeah. So like when I when when I came back at the end of the season, you know, I did. I felt great in all my work. Uh, you know, I, I really did. I felt as close to 100% as I thought I was, and uh, but you can't really simulate the 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 game, you know. So there were a couple, you know, ground balls where I had to leg stuff out in that first wild card series that I, you know, kind of felt it a little bit, yeah. and then it started to nag. And but at that point, you're just you're just running on, you know, pure drilling. You just this is this is it. You know, it's winter go home, so you're gonna strap it up and keep doing your treatment stuff. You keep doing stuff in the weight room, just try to get back out there. And, um, you know, I felt good enough, you know, and I, I was happy with how I felt, you know, it was, you know, it wasn't perfect, but in, in any season, you're never going to feel 110%. You know, everybody's always got something. Everyone's always a little banged up. So there's no excuse for anything like that. You know, I want to talk about two of your teammates that you obviously came up with, Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, and you guys are, are part of, Pindergarten. I know you're familiar with that term. I, I think it's hilarious that that you yeah. that you're kind of the uh, one of the foundations of the group, um, and maybe mm-hmm. the maybe the tone setter of the group. And, I, and I'm just curious from from your observations of knowing these guys personally and professionally, um, and all the accolades that that they have received, and the gold and platinum gloves, and attention, and yeah. all star teams, all that stuff. I mean, they have all the ingredients of two guys that could already have success and have the egos that go along with it. But I think you know. They don't, and I, and I'm curious from your perspective, what it is about them and how how those two stay so level headed when when like I said, they know kind of what's ahead of them in, in a career. I, I think it just number one, I, I you kind of attest to you know maybe how they were raised. You know they have come, they're just great parents, humble people. He, I mean, both Mass are you know they're workers, they're humble, um, and like you said, you know they know that they're superstars in this game and they're going to be for a long time. Um, but that doesn't change who they are, how they act or how they interact with people. Not once ever have I noticed a difference or change in either of the mats. And, um, if anything, they work harder, you know, like they're hungry, you know, uh, yeah. I think it just, it speaks to the character and obviously that comes from a foundation of family. And, um, you know, I think both those guys, you know, have great hearts and they're great teammates and they're great friends. And, um, you know, I like, I think you hit it on the head. Like those guys are superstars in this game, but just having a conversation with them or watching them act or you never, never in a million years, you know, think that, you know, so. Is, is Pendergarden real, by the way? Is that a, is that a real thing? I mean, I, I yeah, that's <laughs> weird so to Pender- ask you that. <laughs> yeah. Pendergarden started, uh, Kindergarten started in high A in 2014, and it was our BP group. And uh, Brian McCarn, our hitting coach, called it Pindergarten because it was uh, I was the oldest. I was I just <laughs> come out of college. I was 21, but I had uh, you know 
Ole was in it, uh, Daniel Robertson was in it, and Billy McKinney, you know, 18, 19, 19, and I'm the right. oldest one in the group. And, um, you know, and, and Healy was in it too, and Ryan Healy. Yep, um, oh yeah. So he called it Pendergarden, um, which I'm not so sure that I was the most mature in that group <laughs> at that time. So I don't know how it got dubbed Pendergarden, but yeah, that dates back all the way back to 2014. But it's also, I mean, it goes along with the fact that you, you have that tendency of, of being maybe a bit of a leader and, and not the most vocal leader, maybe a silent leader. Yeah, I mean, I definitely am, am not the most vocal person in the clubhouse, and I just like to you know go about my business and make sure I'm doing the right things, uh, whether it be in the clubhouse, in the weight room, on the field, making sure that if I don't have something, you know, to do that day on the field i'm just trying to get a little bit better and you know all the while not trying to kill myself you know (laughs) out on the field but um yeah i mean i you know i don't i don't know i don't know how that got dubbed that way but you know i I definitely uh it's an honor for people to say that stuff about me but you know absolutely uh two more things and then i'll let you go i know you probably have some diapers to change um but Versatility is one of the reasons, obviously, you're you're so well respected, and, and uh, as well as the leadership stuff we just talked about. But and I know a lot of guys take pride in playing so many positions. I know we talked once about how many different gloves you just have to to cart around all the time to always be ready. Is there though one position that you feel like just suits you best, or or you just feel most natural in? Is that yeah. is that fair to ask? It's ironic because like I grew up in the infield, but you know, I do feel like left field is my most natural position, and I feel like it's my best position. Um, but that's, you know, not the role I've been in in the last couple of years. But I would say when people ask that, I typically say left field. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like anytime you get innings and games at different positions, you'll get more comfortable at those. And, you know, so. Yeah, I hear you. All right, last thing. And I know, I guess I should have probably asked this first, but you recently just signed the contract for next season. Just considering how crazy um, this winter is bound to be, so many uncertainties, teams with different strategies than ever before, isn't it just refreshing to have that done, get it out of the way? You can be a dad, you can prepare for next season and and just have that settled. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely refreshing. It's a you know, it's a it's a blessing. It's a weight off the shoulders just to have it done and in, in, in rear view. And now like you said, focus on 2021, getting ready, get my body ready, getting physically ready for the season and getting ready for spring training. Well, Chad, uh, take a lot of pictures. I know you and your wife will remember all these times. They go fast for as long as the days are like it's going to go by quick. I, tr- I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I I try to savor each and every day and we have, we already both have like 900 pictures in our camera roll so it's (laughs) running out of storage get that iCloud space all right chad thank you so much all right brody no problem